0: This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller. Good morning. You're listening to the Carl Miller Show. I'm your host and the principal broker of Carl Miller Realty LLC, located at 7700 Timberlake Road in Lynchburg. And we are your caring, competent, trusted advisor for real estate sales and service. Today's topics... How rising prices and rising interest rates are affecting Lynchburg, Virginia home buyers, and we'll meet Scott Wurzbacher, an amazing broker in Charlotte, North Carolina, as he shares his perspective on his hometown in Mecklenburg County of Charlotte of the Charlotte market, and we might even talk a little travel adventure as Scott was one of my trekking buddies from our February Kilimanjaro trip. Special thanks to our sponsor this month, Brown & Moore Exterminating. Brown & Moore specialize in evaluating and treatment of wood-boring insects in homes. They offer service and termination of all types of bugs, including termites. Brown & Moore have been taking great care of my clients for the last 17 years, and they can take care of you too. With personalized expert service, give Dennis Brown or Chuck Moore a call today at 434-929-2342. That's 929-2342. It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty. This week's featured listing offers 2,300 square feet of living space with a level fenced backyard, a two-car garage, a main level master suite complete with large closets, and a main level laundry. With three additional bedrooms upstairs and a huge backyard patio, you'll love the modern design and flow of this house. It's built in 2012 and located in the Cornerstone community off of Greenview Drive. You'll love the option to walk to the gym or the popular neighborhood restaurants. Just five minutes to the Wards Road corridor and two minutes to Timberlake area. Don't miss out on this fine home located at 503 Capstone Drive and priced at just $410,000. This home will actually be open on Saturday, May 21st from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. That's 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock at 503 Capstone Drive and Cornerstone 24502. And the price on that home is just $410,000. Stop by and see Debbie Timberlake this afternoon. Well, joining me in studio as usual is Yancey Campbell, the marketing director and licensed agent with our firm. Welcome, Yancey. Hey,
1: Carl. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, it's uh, good to be back. It uh, got warm this week. It feels like summer yes. outside. Yes.
1: Oh my goodness. Yesterday was like 95 degrees. It
0: was, it was amazing. hot. I
1: actually went out yesterday. We had Susan Campbell on, which happened to be my mother as well, yeah. with the Blue Ridge Pregnancy Center. They had their annual golf tournament. So I was out there yesterday just stopping by and saying hello because we were whole sponsors for that. Yes, we were. And Bill Gribben, one of our agents, played in that, so I'll have to follow up and see how he did. <laughs>
0: there you go. So uh, we got a couple of little announcements coming up this week. We've got uh, not only at the open house today, Saturday. Yeah. Only, if you're listening to if you're listening to Sunday show, you missed it, but uh, yep. we can still get you in that house on Cornerstone.
1: And Carl, you, uh, we can kind of both talk a little bit about this upcoming. This weekend, Newsies with Dunbar Middle, that means something to you because your daughter's performing
0: Yeah, my my daughter, Andre, who we've had on the show before and other Mm -hmm. productions, yeah, she's going to be in that show. And it starts on Friday night, and then it's twice on Saturday, so at uh, 3 o'clock—I'm sorry, 2 o'clock and 7 o'clock on Saturday over at the Dunbar Theater, and then again on Sunday at 3 o'clock, Newsies Jr., and you know so the first time I heard of the middle school play I'm like okay it's yeah, a middle school yeah. <laughs> play I got to say the carters who run the theater department at Dunbar have been doing this for I think decades now oh, my word. They are excellent productions they yeah. are so professional and they're very tied in with the with the uh, Broadway community up in New York City, and, oh, wow. and and my daughter just loves their classes, and so she's graduating out of middle school this year. Since this their last production, and so oh, that's yeah, funny. Newsies Junior. If you're bored and want to see a fantastic middle <laughs> school production, or maybe you have a niece or nephew or a grandchild or a child, anyway, worth seeing. That's I will right. say, and we're one of the sponsors of of that theater program. Well, last week on the show, um, anything else? Is that it? I
1: think that's it. All right, yeah. just making sure because <laughs> we it, always Carl. have something going on in our uh, office. Hey, I. I am gone all week next week at the beach, so we don't have any events coming up, and that's actually really nice. And I'm missing my <laughs>
0: co-host next week, or am I not? So, that's right. All right. You guys have to survive just with Carl on the air next year, <laughs> next week. Maybe we'll bring on another studio. Oh, Anthony. Anthony. Our producer, Biscuit <laughs> Malkavoy. <like>, <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. We'll, we'll, we'll get you on the air if nothing else. So, yeah, you got something you want to say about that? Because, you know, we're always... I
1: was I was just going to say, I got your back, He's but... <laughs> you, you do. He's always got our back. He he He's always in the background. He's the one that makes this happen. He
0: makes <laughs> us look good. All right, so last week I recapped a few observations I made in speaking with some top agents all over the U.S. at a recent conference I attended in San Diego. And, and I'll just kind of share them again because I think they do bear worth repeating. And several things every agent in every market is facing is, hey, how do you how do you make your offer stand out in a challenging market? The shortages of inventory. We we recap that a little bit. We talked about overworked vendors, like the contractors involved with uh, support of the sale, and then we talked about stressed out buyers, and we talked about stressed out agents, <laughs> and we dug a little bit into these topics. And by the way, if you're interested in hearing this show, you can listen to this one or most of our past shows on the Carl Miller Show podcast platform, where yep. all of our radio shows are available. It's just a little. It's like a little time capsule.
1: That's right. Because it's really fun to look back, too, because we have a lot of them on there. So
0: if you want to find out what happened in December of a year and a half ago, you can check that out. But anyway, The Carl Miller Show on your favorite podcast platform. But this week, I want to share some, something I'm noticing and just the effect it's having on the market today locally in Lynchburg. And basically, it's rising prices mm-hmm. and rising interest rates. It's hard to believe, Yancey, but we're already past the middle of May.
1: Crazy. In
0: another 45 days, we're going to be over halfway through the year halfway 2022.
1: Through. Golly!
0: And so, I just want to bring listeners up to speed on on where our market is and what's happening. So, just a quick uh, market update, and this is as of Friday of this week. 222 single-family homes are currently for sale in Lynchburg in the three touching counties. So, Mm -hmm. if you recall, uh, about six weeks ago, we were at 160 or so, 165. We were kind of bouncing between 160 and 170. So there's there's basically about 50 more houses for sale, 222 as of Friday. 435 single-family homes are pending sale. So those are the homes that are currently under contract. So a couple of observations: the the ratio of pending sales to active homes is about the same. There's almost twice as many pending sales as there are active homes. And so if you just make the assumption those close out in the next 60 days, mm-hmm. uh, the market's still selling very mm-hmm. strongly. And there's about one month of housing supply. Here's where the market is different this year, and it, and it's fairly significantly different. Now the volume of sales is about the same uh, up until May 16th of this year. Only 19 fewer homes sold this year than last year, okay. and I would argue that it's not necessarily from a lack of demand; it's a lack of supply. Supply, but, yeah, but, the
1: inventory. But
0: the pace is staying right on par, and I really expected it to be down about 10% because of this inventory shortage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what's interesting is that the amount of days on market on the days on market is still very low. It's five days on market, and, wow. and I think last year at this time it was about seven or eight days on market. So, so that's a testament to the fact that demand is high and supply yeah. is low. But here's where, here's where people are being affected, and that is this: the median sales price year to date is up right now to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now that's the median number. The average is much closer to three hundred, but the median number is exactly two hundred and fifty thousand for the for the sold homes year to date. Last year it was two hundred, just under two hundred fourteen thousand dollars. That is a thirty-six thousand dollar difference in the median sales price. So so you have just the rising prices. Mm-hmm. But what's really affecting it now is the interest rates going up because last year, right. this time, we were around three and a quarter percent for a 30 year fixed rate mortgage.
1: And it's about doubled it,
0: almost. That's uh, 5.25 today. So it's oh, basically it okay. two points, two points, which is significant. Yeah. And the reason it is is because let's assume you're a buyer last year, you put 20% down on a $214,000 house. And now here you are today doing the same thing, same percentage, you're putting 20% down on a $250,000 house. Okay. And just looking at what the payments are. The payment last year on a 3.25% rate would have been 745,000. Now that's not including taxes and insurance, but that's the PI, principal and interest. And so 745 well today same thing, twenty percent down, but now five point two five percent on the median sales price is eleven hundred and four dollars a month oh, for the wow. same PNI. So, so that's seven
1: hundred and forty five versus eleven hundred and four. That
0: is a three hundred and fifty nine dollar per month difference,
1: and that is huge for people. That is that is what knocks these buyers out of that category of it, the price point they're looking it, at.
0: It's pretty significant, and it's over ten dollars a day in just the, the mm-hmm. payment. Nothing's changed, you know. And some of these some of these buyers, folks, nothing's changed. They're still making the same amount of money. Yep. They still yep. have the same, you know car payment rate and the same student loan payment rate. Uh, obviously, we know inflation's up, so groceries are costing more, right. gas is costing more right. and everything else. But the house price, the affordability index is becoming um, significantly more challenging for a lot of buyers.
1: Carl, do you think we're going to see house prices come down a little bit as we get into late summer and fall
0: yeah i don't think um, i'm not yeah great question i'm not convinced that we're going to see them come down i i I think that what may happen is the pace of acceleration of appreciation may may slow okay i don't think they're going to come down they may level off but but i don't think they're even going to level off until we get some equilibrium in the market so in other words We look at the month of housing supply, and we just talked about how there's twice as many homes pending as are currently for sale. Mm -hmm. So if that were to equal out to where there's the same amount of pending sales as active inventory, then that would tell me that that we're seeing demand tail off a little bit. And at that point, maybe prices level off. But until I'll say this, until we see... Say 500 houses on the market, mm-hmm. and you know 400 pending. I don't think prices are going to stop. So 500 rising. on the
1: market. What did we have on the market last time you checked?
0: Yeah. There. Well, as of Friday, there was 400. I'm sorry, there was 222.
1: So basically, let's double, double what we double have the right
0: inventory. Now. Yeah. yeah, and and I think too, you got to keep in mind, Yancy that whenever you have that many homes for sale that's all price ranges right so you have to kind of dial in and look at the different price ranges and i would just venture to say if we're looking at houses say between 200 and 250 mm-hmm. i think that inventory is going to mm-hmm. be incredibly short like mm-hmm. if i were to just dial in right now today i think for every house on the market in that price range right. there's probably four under contract wow so
1: and Let's talk for 1 second about what you mentioned at our brokerage meeting we had on Wednesday yeah. about these interest rates. The good thing is when as a buyer it's it's less offers coming in on a home there's there's slightly fewer
0: offers coming in you you may not be competing with 10 buyers but you might be competing with four but just know that there's four very motivated buyers sometimes and it still (laughs) will go higher there's still competition but it's not like
1: it might not be as much as it was yeah
0: for sure so yeah so it it still is competitive and it's still important that sellers price their home right you know absolutely some of these i've seen a few houses come on the market that are just overpriced and Mm -hmm. and guess what homes don't sell when that happens right. right so All right, so that's kind of just wrapping up the market this week. And I'm super excited about jumping in with our guests next week. Before that, we've got a fun little feature we do every week. Carl's Clips, Carl's Real Estate Tip of the Week. When buying a home in the county, if it is on a well or a septic system, make sure you get a copy of the county health department records if possible. Two things to ascertain. Number one, is the flow rate on the well adequate for the household moving into the home? While a home inspection might be able to determine if the water pressure is adequate, the well flow rate is not able to be determined by an inspection only. You don't want to be blindsided by a poor flow rate after closing. The same holds true for a septic system. Ask to get it pumped before closing and be willing to inspect the distribution box as part of your inspection process as well. When we come back, we're going to meet Scott Wurzbacher from Charlotte, North Carolina. Welcome back to The Carl Miller Show. I'm so excited about the guest we have with us today. Joining us from Charlotte, North Carolina, in Mecklenburg County, is Scott Wurzbacher. Scott is the principal broker and team leader, along with his wife, Maria, of the W Realty Group in Charlotte. Scott is a true professional and also a bit of an explorer and a story sharer. He and I roomed in a tent, hotel, and even airplane seat rows together for almost three weeks in February when we traveled to Tanzania, and had our own little adventure to Kilimanjaro. And he is the host of the Inspire Campfire podcast. Scott is an authentic, growth-oriented guy who I'm so happy to call a friend. Welcome, Scott.
2: Carl Miller my friend thank you so much for having me here you just kind of took me back to Tanzania right there with that little intro i appreciate
0: it <laughs> well this is a real estate show and we're going to dig into your real estate market a bit just for listeners here today and but i do have to ask you scott you know since our adventure together in Tanzania about 3 months ago what what one or two highlights you know that you, you that you grew from personally just out of our adventure together on Kilimanjaro or even maybe the safari or or just after the event what what one or two highlights do you stick in your mind from 3 months ago
2: Yeah, Carl. I love that you just dived right into that because you know climbing that mountain was such an epic adventure, and it really it was uh, a a huge area for personal growth as well. You know, you don't climb something like that and and not get something out of it. Mm -hmm. I think uh, you and I probably had some similar takeaways. Uh, In Swahili, they say "pole pole," which means slowly, slowly. And uh, the the answer is that it's kind of like the the turtle wins the race mentality. If you go slowly, you'll reach the top. If you try to go too fast you're not going to get there. And Mm. I think that's such a great metaphor for life. I think the second thing was that we had to trust our guides. And Mm. uh, by trusting our guides that have been there many times before, uh, we were able to get to the top of the mountain. So I think those are my two takeaways. I think they were probably yours too. The last one I'll say is, and I'll tell you, this one has just been a huge life lesson for me throughout any kind of uh, hardship that I've ever encountered. And that is
0: to breathe. Ah, yes. That's
1: right, especially in the real estate market. <laughs> yes, please take a breath. <laughs> that's
0: yeah, great. that's great that you shared that because, you know, when you're in thin air, you know, sometimes you just have to, in addition to going slow, you just have to be really conscious about taking a deep breath. And I think sometimes in life, um, we all know the statistics of. Just depression and anxiety in our society right now and, mm-hmm. and and just in our world, Scott, in the real estate space, it's a frantic, frantic, crazy pace of life right now. And uh, it's a good reminder just to stop and take a deep breath from time to time, right?
2: It's amazing what oxygen will do to your body, to your brain. You know, on the mountain, I... Um, you know, the worry thoughts would come in, the nausea thoughts would, uh, feelings would come in, but by taking those deep, consistent breaths, mm-hmm. you could kind of keep those things under control. It's it's really an incredible, such a fundamental thing that we we lose sight of.
0: Mm-hmm. Great, I know you're a you're a fan of uh, Mr. Wim Hof, who uh, wrote some books about breathing and, and being able to survive cold environments and all of that. So. Yeah, that's that's cool. We could talk about that all day long and I do want to maybe maybe we'll have time to circle back to this at the end of the show here today but I love it. I do want to talk about your local market in, in Charlotte. You know, the purpose of this show is to educate and bring perspective to the local housing market of Greater Lynchburg. You know, we have a local population here Scott of around 200,000 people and and uh, by the way, you came to Lynchburg when we did our grand opening. I'll never forget that. I appreciate you just sacrificing to come up for us. So yeah, You have a
2: great spot up there. I love it.
0: Yeah. So, so Lynchburg is kind of a small town compared to, to, to Charlotte. So what's happening in Mecklenburg County, where you're located in North Carolina specifically right now? Let's just start off. What's the population of, of Mecklenburg County down there, Scott?
2: Yeah, and Carl, I appreciate you you uh, being specific with Mecklenburg County because there are a lot of different definitions of the greater Charlotte area. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes people will use – there's 10 to 15 different counties, really, that comprise the greater Charlotte area. But depending on the news channel that you look at, it, it varies. So I thought we would focus on Mecklenburg County, okay. which is the county where the city of Charlotte is located. Yeah. And the population of that county is just under 1.2 million right now. Okay. okay.
0: Wow.
1: Scott, I got to tell you something funny real quick. So my family's originally from North Carolina, and I'm named after Yancey County, North Carolina. And when my yes. parents when my parents had the third child, they were like, should we name him Mecklen after Mecklenburg? Because I was one of there the names in the running work. for that. Like so that's it. pretty cool. How like cool. How
0: different, that's awesome. How, yeah. how different would your life have been if you'd have been known as Mecklen? Instead I, probably of very
1: different. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Uh, Scott, so as far as Charlotte, Mecklenburg County, how many homes are for sale today right now?
2: So we pulled some fresh stats for you guys. There's 922 active listings okay. on the market in Mecklenburg County right now. Wait,
0: wow. A lot more than Lynchburg. But no, think about it, though. You've got the population of six times that of Lynchburg. Right. And yeah. the active homes is only five times more. So your market's even more intense than we are here in Lynchburg, just mm. proportionally. It, it Scott, is, intense
2: is a great word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just ran the numbers here for our local listeners, Scott. And just, just so you're aware, we have 200,000 people, and there's, there's 222 homes for sale as of uh, mm-hmm. Friday morning. So...
2: Yeah, the the ratios make sense. Yeah,
0: it does. Right, cool. How many? Okay, so nine hundred homes on, or nine hundred twenty-two on the market. How many are pending sale right now? How many are under contract today for you?
2: Yep, nine twenty-two are active. We have two thousand five hundred and forty-three homes under contract right now.
0: Okay, okay, so that's interesting. So just making the assumption those twenty-five hundred homes close in the next sixty days. That's about 1,250, 1,300 homes selling every month, and with only nine hundred on the market, you've got about what three weeks of housing supply, Scott.
2: Yeah, we're right right around a half-month supply. It's, it's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty intense. It's, you know, following the pattern of the national market. But at low inventory. We hear low inventory, and you just explained it.
1: Right. Scott, I'm curious. What is your average sales price?
2: So our average sales price as of today for the last 30 days mm-hmm. is $596,000 in Mecklenburg County. And you can compare that to the median, which is around 463, wow, okay. and a thousand. And, uh, and I have to just tell you a quick little side anecdote because these numbers blow my mind. Right. I recall, I've been in the business for just under 20 years, yeah. and I recall in 2008 when the market, right before what we've all come to know is the Great Recession, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the prices peaked out in Charlotte, in the Mecklenburg County area. This is for single-family homes at $275,000. Oh, my gosh. And wow. about three years later, uh, when the market kind of fell and prices dropped, people said, we don't think prices are ever going to get back to where they were. Mm. Well, sure enough, about four to five years later in Mecklenburg County, our prices were back where they are. And now, today, we're at $596,000. Wow. wow.
0: That is just great perspective, Scott. That's I'm just blown away by those numbers. So- all right. Me too. <laughs> and you're in the business <laughs> I'm, I'm every day.
2: And I'm blown away. I see that, but uh, you know, it, it, it's crazy. The that five hundred ninety six thousand. It's up twenty percent since last year. Okay. And it's up eight percent
0: since last month. Oh, oh my wow. gosh! Wow. Holy. So you're you're so wow. So things are appreciating really, really fast. There. We're speaking with Scott Wurtzbacher. He is the team. He's the owner of of the W Realty Group in Charlotte, North Carolina. For listeners just tuning in. So Scott, wow, that's just great. Thank you for sharing all that stuff. What what has changed? Just You've already kind of alluded to this, but let's go back pre-COVID. Let's go back to January 2020. What what, what yep. are you seeing in your market? What has changed in Charlotte since January of 2020?
2: Well, so much. And I'm sure it's the same things that you guys are seeing in, in Lynchburg. You know, March of 2020 was right when COVID happened. And we had a strong market. We started that first quarter out really well. And I think we were, we were set up for a good year. Mm -hmm. Um, And then March happened, uh, COVID happened. And I'd say we we really kind of went into a pause for about three months Mm -hmm. and people got creative and we started doing virtual showings and, you know, all kinds of different things. And then, and then all of a sudden people realized they were going to be working from home for a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Things like uh, swimming pools and home offices and, and places to homeschool became more and more important. And so, um, you know, people started moving because their current houses weren't working and that that's just fueled this last couple of years of just really, really, really strong demand. And and I would say like this, just the last three months, I mean, you know, we're watching this, the supply is low because people don't know if they were to sell their house, where they're going to right. move. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, hesitant to put their houses on the market, but, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. I'm sure you're going to, we're going to get to this, but I think that the interest rate change that's happened over the last couple of months has, uh, has kind of helped put the brakes on a little bit yeah. in a very healthy way, in my opinion.
0: Right, but you're still in a just a very intense market with only three weeks of housing supply. You know, just kind of using pending sales as a, as a basis. So that's right. The world has significantly changed, and here we are in May of 2022. By the way, we're almost halfway through the year. It's hard to leave. 45 days. We're going to be halfway no. through 2022. Mm-hmm. What are the market realities just for a seller? Just let's take the average sales price, which is a five. You got a 595 thousand dollar house yep. down there. Yep. Uh, what are the market realities for a seller, and what are the market realities for a buyer in May of 2022?
2: So it's, right now is a really interesting time to answer that question because the data would say if you've got an average home in the Mecklenburg County region, single family, you're going to get multiple offers. If you prepare the house and you price it right, it's going to go on the market. It's going to get multiple offers. Our average sale to list price ratio right now is around 105%, which means people are getting on average 5% over asking price. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So the thing about it is, is that that, that data really only gets recorded when uh, at the time of the closings mm-hmm. and you know buyers and sellers come together when they make contracts 30 to 60 days before that so right. The, the, so what's actually going on today, we won't really know for another month or so, mm-hmm. which makes it kind of interesting. And I think with this change in the interest rates, I do think that sellers need to be a little bit cautious about getting too aggressive when they go to put their house on the market right now.
0: Yeah, that's well said. We're seeing some of the same trends here in Lynchburg. Mm-hmm. It's well said. And also, yeah. you know, there's a big difference in the data if you look at the first 30 days on the market versus a home that's been on the market for more than 30 days. Like those homes are really getting beat up on the price. And and sellers, it's just important you price it to the market, and uh, at that point, you can leverage the market for multiple offers, so Mm -hmm. it's well said there, Scott.
2: So I couldn't agree more, Carl. I think
0: people that when if you when you overprice,
2: you limit that competition and you limit the likelihood of multiple offers.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and it's the multiple offer situation that ultimately pushes you up into that you know five and ten percent over asking price range.
0: Yep. All right. Well, Scott, none of us have a precise crystal ball, but but just your perception, your experience. Where do you see Greater Charlotte market going in the next thirty six months? And I know just kind of you've seen the market. We're in a, we're in a housing shortage right now. It's intense. Next thirty six months, if you could just kind of what do you kind of see happening over the next three years?
2: Well, I wish I was smart enough to be able to go out that far. I think what I can say though is that (laughs) as long as the inventory numbers are as low as they are, the multiple offers are going to continue to happen. Mm -hmm. And when you have multiple offers, you have people bidding over asking price. And when you have people bidding over asking price, you have prices getting pushed upwards. Mm -hmm. So until we see that supply number come down we're not going to see any sort of changes and slowdown in the price growth. That being said, interest rates have come up almost 2% in just a couple of months. Right. And so I think that's probably going to be the thing that's going to soften. And I think the number to watch is those inventory numbers. If we start to see the inventory numbers come back up, then we can predict that the number of home sales and the prices uh, that, that, that that's going to be impacted. So you know, I think that what's what's about to happen over the next 36 months is likely a softening in the market, uh, but I think that's a healthy thing because, mm-hmm. you know, we've had... Gosh, I mean, ten years worth of, of strong growth since the Great Recession without really much of a break. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I found it fascinating when you said that numbers came up to the same pre recession just in about four or five years. Uh, you were back at that yeah, three hundred thousand around two thousand
2: thirteen when okay. two thousand
0: thirteen two thousand fourteen when our when our numbers wow. went back to where they were. And then eight years later, nine years later, it's doubled. That's just fascinating. That's a high That's growth great. market. I mean, who would have thought Charlotte, North Carolina, was going to? You mean, you would accelerate that fast you hear that on the coastal markets like the the markets next to the ocean or waterfront type mm-hmm. properties but inland properties in cities like Charlotte you know nobody I, yeah. I, I certainly wouldn't have guessed that that's I, that blows me well, away and
2: and I will tell you I don't I don't think Charlotte got hit nearly as bad sure. as a lot of other places so I sure. think that our price you know, our prices definitely did drop but I don't think they dropped uh, as far as some other places yeah. sure
0: yeah We're speaking with Scott Wertzbacher of Charlotte, North Carolina. He's the owner and leader of the W Realty Group, and I appreciate your time today, Scott. If people want to learn more about you or get in touch, what's the best way?
2: Yeah, sure. I appreciate that. So my website is wrealtygroup.com, and we're on social media, Instagram and Facebook. Our handles for both of those is also at wrealtygroup. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you can reach you can reach me that way. You're also welcome to email me at scott at the wrealtygroup.com.
0: And I'm not going to let you get off of here without plugging your podcast that you do for fun. Uh, you have a podcast called Inspire Campfire. Tell listeners a little bit about that. And why did you launch that? Because I, I love your podcast, by the way.
2: I do, Carl, and uh, you were one of my very best guests on that podcast Mm -hmm. talking about some of your adventures, but uh, I appreciate that. That is a passion project of mine. I I love adventure, and even more of that, I I love the concept of listening to the voice inside that calls us to adventure. Mm. A lot of us experience fears and doubts that uh, create resistance and and sometimes cause us not to listen to that voice, Mm -hmm. but uh, my goal with that podcast is to inspire people to get outside and, and follow their heart
0: that's that's cool that. you have that's some awesome. great guests on there any and you you want to plug any specific guests and you've already mentioned our little thing well famous, I, p-
2: want to, I want to plug carl miller <laughs> <our> <laughs>
0: trip wasn't asking for that that was awesome
1: well yeah, i've heard was, episode uh, 21's uh, pretty good
0: <laughs> well
2: in that one so episode 21 was the simba group and that is the four of us climbing mount kilimanjaro and that was a really fun conversation yeah. uh recapping our experience going up uh, mount kilimanjaro and I think all of us kind of felt like we were we were back on the mountain having that talk. That was That's fun. Awesome.
0: Very good. Well, Scott, thanks for, thanks for joining us today. Best wishes to you and your family this weekend, and looking forward to seeing you at another event, hopefully in the next few months. It's my pleasure.
2: Thanks for having me, you guys. This was fun.
1: Thank you.
0: And now, the bizarre real estate fact of the week.
1: While you may hear people talking about the nighttime noises that their old home makes, those creaks aren't actually that likely to be related to the age of the home. The sounds are more likely to be a result of temperature and humidity changes inside your house. Alex Borowski, owner and general manager of The Foundation Expert, says that wood is porous and can expand and contract with changes in temperature and humidity. Carl, you probably already knew that.
0: Um, I grew up in an old farmhouse and there was no display every time the yeah. temperature changed. That's a fact. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you for tuning in to The Carl Miller Show today. We are your local, caring, competent, and trusted advisors for all things real estate. Thanks again to our sponsor this month, Brown & Moore Exterminating, specializing in, in treatment of termites and wood-boring insects. Reach them today. That's Brown & Moore. If you want information on your house, contact us at carlmillerrealty.com. And until next week, have a great weekend, everyone.